Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the post-game show after Bayern Munich's 2-1 victory over Dinamo Kiev in the Champions League. Uh, let's just get it out there now. That was a little bit sloppy from both teams. The conditions were bad. Obviously, it was snowing. Uh, the, the ground was slick. Uh, neither team really looked great, but... Uh, Bayern walked away with a 2-1 victory nonetheless, so you Bayern Munich fans have to be a little bit happy, especially because the team entered the match shorthanded and uh, reeling really after that loss to FC Augsburg. So let's take a quick look at how things broke down in the match. And like I said, it was just the conditions with the snow made things very difficult for both teams. And I think they both struggled. Um, you know, early on, it was really choppy. And you just kind of had this feeling that neither team was really able to assert themselves and control the match. But in the 14th minute, as he does most of the time, Robert Lewandowski took charge of the match and just scored a wonder goal and a bicycle type kick that just was uh, fantastic to watch. I can't really say enough good things about it. Uh, when the team needed a jolt, Lewandowski did something great. You could tell that really got the, uh, the juices flowing for Bayern Munich. Now, didn't mean that they were going to take over the game there in the 14th minute because things kind of went back and forth, but Bayern definitely had a little bit more energy after that. And it wasn't really about, I guess, about until the 30th minute after uh, Manuel Neuer had a pretty bad gaffe. Uh, where he missed the ball trying to kick it, and it almost resulted in an own goal. Uh, it was just about after that Bayern really did start to assert itself. And in the 42nd minute, we saw Bayern's second goal as Kingsley Coman took a pass from Quentin Tolisso. It was a, an excellent aerial dummy by Thomas Muller on the play, uh, where he jumped up and the ball somehow eluded him. And the Dinamo Kiev defender went to Coman, and Coman had to just a great finish on this. This was authoritative, uh, perfect placement. He went high to the far side of the net, and it was it was great. I mean, that was one of the best shots I think I've seen Coman make. Um, just really looked good on that one. And Coman, I thought, was one of the few players on the day that, while he wasn't perfect and he wasn't great, uh, definitely brought some energy and was constantly looking for ways to attack and, and was a handful for Dinamo Kiev. So uh, hats off to Kingsley Coman in that one. Really good finish. And that took Bayern Munich into halftime where they led 40. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> two nil. Yeah, 40 to nil would be a little something, right? In the second half, uh, after Bayern Munich came out of the locker room, we saw Luca Hernandez take a seat. Uh, Bunasar came in and it didn't take Sar long to get in the book as he picked up a yellow card in the 52nd minute. Mark Roca made his entry into the game in the 67th minute and almost immediately, although it was no fault to Roca's own, really, uh, Dinamo Kiev started to gain a little momentum and Denis Garmash uh, broke through the Bayern back line. And uh, honestly, uh, Garmash, uh, he finished his chance. But the big thing that I saw on the play was that Tangai Nianzu kind of got caught watching, kind of got caught flat footed a little bit. I'm sure if we went back and broke down the tape, you could see uh, probably it was, you know, more people than Nianzu were responsible for the goal. But uh, Nianzu was in his area. Uh, we kind of saw him just not be able to react in time to make a play. And ultimately, you know, it didn't cost Byron the game, but it did shorten that lead to 2-1. 
made things a little bit tense, though. With Bayern Munich's superior talent and depth, they were able to just hold off Dinamo Kiev. We did see Malik Tillman enter the game in the 85th minute. And we also saw Omar Richards stop in for Leroy Sané in the 87th minute as Julian Nagelsmann was looking to burn a little time with his substitution. So uh, overall, when you look at this one, it doesn't look great. Obviously, it's it's not it's not a match that anyone is really going to to write home about. Okay, I mean, Bayern Munich went out, they did what they had to do, and were some really uncomfortable positions. Uh, you know, they, they use the spark from Robert Lewandowski's absolute highlight goal to, to get moving. And, uh, you know, like I said, in the 30th minute, that's kind of where Bayern Munich after that near own goal, that's where they really kind of started to take over and assert themselves and getting the two nil lead on Coman's goal was really, really important. It, it, it gave Bayern enough, uh, breathing room there to, to be able to take some chances offensively and keep Dinamo Kiev kind of on their heels. So, uh, you know, when you're looking at this one overall, you're not going to say, well, oh, this is progress. You're not going to, but you also shouldn't say that this was terrible, right? They went out in terrible conditions and they beat a decent team. And I think Dinamo Kiev is a decent team. I, I don't, I know that, you know, some people may not have as much respect for them, but they fought, they were engaged in the game. Uh, they were looking to create, and uh, they wanted to give their home home crowd uh, something to watch, something to look forward to. And uh, I thought they did that. I mean, they were outgunned. They were outmanned. They did not have anywhere near as much talent as Bayern Munich, but they did compete nonetheless. Um, the one thing that kind of uh, jumped out at me in this, and it's, it's something that we've addressed on the site and, and on the podcast, is that it's really becoming unsustainable at this point for Bayern Munich to continue to play high-level matches without the likes of Serge Gnabry and Jamal Musiala and Joshua Kimmich, uh, just to name a few. Um, as we saw during the match that Musiala and Gnabry have reportedly opted to get their vaccinations, so this should alleviate any concerns with them moving forward in terms of quarantining. None, they'll still have to get a second dose, I believe, unless they uh, each received one of the single dose shots. But it is, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those weird situations, right? Because obviously you can't sit here and you can't tell people what to put in their bodies. You can't tell them how to react to things. Uh, you know, the world is filled with varying ideas about this and disagreements and whatever. But from a pure sports perspective, leaving out all of the political aspect of this and what it might mean to some people versus what it might mean to others. Uh, it is a, a smart move for the players. It was becoming a distraction and it's, it's keeping them out of games. And, and I know this is, it's very difficult if you have certain beliefs or that if you don't want to take the shot for whatever reason, uh, having a job that almost requires you to have it would be a, would be a very difficult thing. So uh, you know, Musiala and Gnabry deciding to do that, I think it's a step in the right direction for the team. Again, we're just talking about how this affects the team. We're not going to get off into another discussion, but, um, you know, this should moving forward help things and ensure that the roster is at least, uh, you know, a little more bolstered than it was today. Where that leaves Joshua Kimmich, Mikhail Cuisance, and 
Erica Maxim Chupo Moting, I don't know. Uh, we'll see in the coming days, weeks, and months if they opt to make that decision. But one thing that really uh, would be horrible is if Bayern was in a very important match, whether it be you know, a Champions League tie, it was a, an important Bundesliga match for Dortmund or Leipzig. To miss any of those players would be tough. And I know I say any of those players and people might scoff at saying that about Cuisance. But, um, you know, at this point, even Cuisance, you need to start turning things around so that you can hopefully sell him. I mean, it does not look like he has a future at Bayern Munich not being vaccinated and or willing to do it and ensuring that he can be available if he does get sold probably is not helping his case. So, uh, you know, I hope Cuisance for his own sake can, can turn his career around and maybe uh, taking some steps in the right direction by, by showing teams that he's willing to make himself available uh, will help out. But if, you know, he continues to have to be quarantined, uh, it's going to hurt his own value. It's going to stunt his career even more, and it's probably not going to be a good thing. Just moving forward from a team perspective at Bayern Munich, because you know we've also seen the reports that the team is kind of getting agitated, whether it's players, front office personnel, or whatever, with the whole situation. It went from you know the discovery that Joshua Kimmich wasn't vaccinated to the report that it was five people not vaccinated to. Uh, Nicholas Sula and Josip Stanisic coming down with COVID-19 and then quarantines that followed and then additional quarantines. It's just a big mess right now. And more than anything, it is a distraction. It's a distraction for everybody involved. I'm sure the players and coaches and front office personnel are sick of answering questions about it. And, uh, you know, Again, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do because like, you know, who am I? I'm not a doctor. I haven't done extensive research research on anything. Yes, I, I took the shot. Um, but, you know, people have varying ways of dealing with it and what their beliefs are. So I'm not here to, to get up on a pulpit. I'm just looking at this from a sporting perspective. And from that, I'd seem to think it makes sense for players to get it if they want to continue on in their career and if they want to have a harmonious relationship with their clubs. Uh, for as much as the clubs are saying they want to support the players, I'm sure that there is some backroom talk that that is, uh, you know, displaying that they're more annoyed than anything at the situation just to not have those players available. So good luck to all of those quarantine players and whatever they decide to do. But either way, uh, these players need to do something, whether it's stay safer uh, and monitor who they're around and how close they get and whatnot, or if it's even taking the shot itself, uh, something needs to happen because the risk of the wear and tear on players like Robert Lewandowski, Thomas Muller, I mean, that's bad enough, right? You don't want to wear those players down in November or December, but you also run the risk of rolling Kingsley Coman out there too much because he, uh, we all know how injury prone he is. Luca Hernandez has a long injury history. Um, you know, th these are players that have had some issues and Leon Goretzka, the more he has to play, the more opportunity he might have to be hurt. He's also been dealing with minor things off and on for whatever it seems like, what, two to three years. It seems like he's always kind of battling something. So um, you know, the wear and tear that this is going to put on the team is, is tough. This is a, a big issue, you know, and luckily someone way above my pay grade will have to solve it, but something's going to need to happen with Bayern Munich to ensure that they have enough players on the roster that can fill in should something happen with COVID-19, because it's not going anywhere. It's not going away. 
this is going to be an issue. And even though it might seem like a technicality that if you have the shot, then you're allowed to do things, you don't have to quarantine, whatever, um, you know, if that's what you have to do, it might make sense for some of these players at various stages in their careers to take a look at what's best for them and, and how this might help the team. So, you know, this is a, you know, it's a deep topic, but just looking at it from the sports perspective, the wear and tear on some players, um, you know, is going to go up if, you know, Kimmich or Gnabry or Musiala, if they're not available. So um, that'll about wrap it up. I'm hoping to see uh, Byron come out of this without any major injuries. You never know what can happen over the course of the game. So uh, hopefully we don't get any reports on injuries picked up in this one and Bayern can be healthy for the weekend. We all know that they need to get back on track in the Bundesliga and what better time to do it than now. So thanks again for listening. We will see you next time.